And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode 128 and a half. In this special episode, I will be talking with my personal favorite Grishaverse artist, Cole Larp. This is your host, Eric, and unfortunately, Terry's not with us. We are still here from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse, a world created by the incredibly brilliant Lee Bardugo. Moi Savienyi casters! Hello! Oh, it's weird. Terry's not here. I'm used to her responding, but it is okay. <laughs> I'll be the proxy, Terry. Hello. Yay. <laughs> uh, um, I'm Colarp M. I am the uh, artist that Eric is referring to. Yes. Uh, some people know me as that insane Zoyali artist on Instagram. <laughs> um, but yeah, nice to meet you all. Nice to finally be able to talk with you on your podcast, Eric. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. And it's going to be so much fun. So we're just going to... I've been talking to Colarp for quite a while now, trying to, like, plan this. And I think finally we were just like, we're going to just do it. So we got it <laughs> going. And, um, yeah, so it's exciting. And, um, yeah, so first off, like, I mean, Colarp, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. And um, for all of those out there that haven't heard of Colarp, um, definitely check her out. And um, she is on all of her social medias with the same name, at Colarp M. And that's, yeah, Colarp M. So, <laughs> isn't that- Yeah, I, I have a very strange name. It's <laughs> it's Cambodian. So, um, uh, everybody's always asking, like, oh, like, how did you come up with it? Like, <laughs> is it, like, a fantasy world name or like an alternate character or something like no nah, this is literally the name my mom my mother gave me at birth so. wow okay well, <laughs> but I laugh about it it's just like really funny I'm like do I sound like a fantasy name that's sort of cool I guess <laughs> well I'm glad you laugh about that I'm sorry that people think that oh it's okay people can call me like goldfish and I'd be okay with it <laughs> as long as you let me draw like I have no problem with you oh <laughs> so I will first start out by just expressing how I found Colarp on Instagram and just scrolling through all my Grishaverse feeds and just looking and all of a sudden I came across a stunning photo. I don't think it was this image that is right here, but this image right here has Zoya and Nikolai, and, but what caught my attention was Zoya's beautiful hair. She, um, Kolarp decided to not only give her dark hair, but also had this blue and purple highlights, and oh my god, it's breathtaking. There's a lot of images on Instagram, for that. Um, but that's what first caught my attention. And then I kept on like watching and slowly started to notice that there was a little bit of like a theme going on. And I messaged her and like, I can't remember how I found out about the Zoyali project, King of Scars project thing. But I remember, I remember seeing that under every photo, there was a caption and it said morning doodle and then had like 
a, a sentence or a couple sentences from King of Scars, and it was like the image of that drawn, and it was so amazing to then come and find out that that was a project that Cole Arp decided she wanted to do. Um, just go from the beginning of King of Scars to the end one day, hopefully. So <laughs> it's kind of a really cool thing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm glad that you uh, found so much joy in my random selection of a book. <laughs> Everybody is always outraged. Like, why didn't you start at the beginning? Why didn't you start with Shadow and Bone? And I swear, I had no idea I was going to do this. I was just drawing something in the morning before I worked out. <laughs> wow. uh, so it sort of like evolved, right? And I'm like, I did not plan this well. This is like a building of like poor planned structure <laughs> where like people just laid random floors on top of each other <laughs> uh, I, but yeah I think that's where the best inspiration comes from is when you <laughs> like randomly out of nowhere and you start doing something and it just turns into something that you f- find a lot of joy in and that's incredible and yes of course like I'm glad you get a lot of joy out of it and I know that me as a fan and I know I I can speak for probably all your other fans we all enjoy seeing it because it's really cool to see some of the different things we've never seen before come to life and there's just a there's a magic magical part to like seeing something that you love and that you've read actually seeing a visual interpretation of it so (laughs) oh thank you I uh proclaim myself the artist that is willing to draw the stuff that nobody else wants to draw. So that's probably <laughs> why you never see it. Like nobody really wants to draw bricks on a wall or, <laughs> you know, a chair. <laughs> well, they just want to draw the cool characters. <laughs> so I'm like, I will immerse you in a room full of chairs that you've never <laughs> seen before. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Like you you challenge yourself. And mm. that's so important. I, I wish more... <laughs> It's very important for, I think, all of us to challenge ourselves, and I think that's great. So, okay, before we get into it, we've got to cover a couple bases first. So, first off, I've got to ask, what Grisha order would you be in? Uh, Well, I am definitely of the Materialkai ilk, um, just because I like to make stuff. Yeah. And I usually just lock myself in a room and just to make stuff I don't really need <laughs> to go out there I mean like of course you should experience life I should yeah I should always put a disclaimer experience <laughs> life kids but like you don't know when I hunker down yeah yeah don't do it all the time <laughs> but you know when I really hunker down to work then like I get really into it and I'm really fueled by curiosity right and uh, one of my major inspirations or characters that I find inspiration in is David Caustic just because like he's allowed to just sit there and like make stuff and do things and be curious right yeah um you know you sort of suffer this thing as an artist especially like with the personality I have where like people are like oh like you don't have a lot of friends you don't go outside you're not dressing up you're you're sort of a loser because you're not doing cool things right and like you know people have like even gone to the point where they're like oh like it's sort of pathetic that she's not like 
partying with the rest of us or whatever right and I'm like you know it's cool you can party I just don't want to like <laughs> I just want to make things you know <laughs> and like I usually make things with the physical well I mean I'll do physical and digital stuff so I'm not sure if I would be um I you're mean, an artist yeah yeah I think dressed is the closest thing to an artist I can find there's um, yeah. the alchemy which they use like chemistry and stuff like that but I'm like I think you're I right Durist. yeah yeah <laughs> um so like I don't know chem- I've always been bad at chemistry but okay at geometry <laughs> so that's why I picked Durist instead <laughs> I think that makes a lot I think I think that makes a lot of sense well good <laughs> I'll physically make stuff like dresses or all customized bags to like fit all my art supplies plus the stuff that I need for everyday life like wallets and chapstick and whatever right wow um so like yeah yeah I have a bag here actually that's just like a pencil bag that I can fit my iPad sketchbooks markers pens, yeah wallet and like they, they have slots in them for each individual thing so like you know it, it's all like custom to what I need right oh my um, god that's so cool yeah yeah, and part of it is like, you know, you could just put it all in a big duffel bag, right? But I need it small and flush to my body because I live in LA and like you don't want your shit stolen in LA. <laughs> no, you do <laughs> or not. Or New York or whatever, right? Uh, or any big city. So uh, I like to make sure the bag is like as compact and minimal as possible and flush yes. to my body so that nobody can like, you know, rip it off me or whatever. Um, but yeah, you can call it paranoia, but <laughs> no, I think it's, I, um, I love it. I do the same thing. I love small bat. I love, I carry a lot with me and <laughs> all the time, um, emotionally or physically <laughs> both. Um, but I do physically carry a lot with me, even just going random places. And it's so funny. It's just, I think in my head, you never know what could happen. You might like I carry so many books like just to go pick up my groceries. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty insane, uh, but it's you never um, know when you need to read a book at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, well, uh. absolutely. So, OK, so next question. Um, mm-hmm. What would you be the sancta of? Oh, that was uh. sancta of. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see. So. This is something I really had to think on. I actually looked through, I have the Lives of Saints book behind yeah. me, actually. And um, I was like, okay, I have to like pick a name that sort of matches that uh, name type, right? Oh. So I think I would be the Sancta of Foolish Curiosity. Okay. <laughs> um, because that's really what fuels everything I do. Um, it used to be rage when I was like younger, you yeah. know, angsty teenager. Yeah. But um, now that I'm older, I'm like, okay, I'm really just fueled by curiosity at this point. Um, so That's I mean, great. pretty much, yeah, yeah, pretty much everyone calls my ideas like sort of strange or even straight up like dumb until I carry them out. And then they're like, oh, I always believed you in, in you this entire time. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot of artists or like even followers that are like, why are you painting every line in this book or like why would you put in the effort to like do this or that or whatever right because I like make a lot of weird things that are very specific to what I need right yeah um and so like they never nobody ever believes me until they see it and then like they call me foolish in a sense 
Um, and even like becoming an artist, of course, a lot of people go through this and it makes sense. But, um, you know, where you're like, oh, I'm going to become an artist. And everybody's like, wow, you're going to die, die starving. Yeah. <laughs> die starving yeah, on yeah. the street. Yep. Yeah. Or like die in a gutter or whatever. Right? Or you're only going to have your art known after you die or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Very true. and I'm like, uh, well, do you wake up and turn on your phone every morning? Do you press a button somebody designed that button do you open an app somebody designed the stuff in that app do you watch movies artists made that movie do you watch like tv shows do you play video games like there's really like a lot of art jobs right (laughs) so that's a whole topic in and of itself but like no you don't have to starve if you're an artist it is competitive of course right um but like you know especially with people indulging in media every day yeah. all the time especially after the quarantine and stuff um you know there's actually like a lot of art jobs it's just your parents don't know the names of these art jobs so they think right. that you're just gonna die in a gutter or something yeah um <laughs> but yeah so of course I was called an idiot for trying to become an artist too um wow. so yeah I'd be the sancta of foolish curiosity (laughs) well i think that's great i think that's very creative (laughs) i can't even remember what i was sancta of i think i came up with like sancta Uh of cheesecake and i don't know some (laughs) i had something else but that's so much better than mine oh my cheesecake i should have chosen chosen cheesecake my even my lactose intolerance will not stop me from eating a cheesecake (laughs) i feel you i know i have my favorite cheesecake and like i know like i oh my gosh i love cheesecake okay so (laughs) now this is maybe probably it's a really important question how did you get introduced to the grisha verse uh okay so uh, i have a pretty simple introduction to the grease reverse um i have one friend from high school that i still talk to more often than any other friend really um and she loves the grease reverse right she loves yaw novels in general but i think the grease reverse was like her gateway drug into yaw novels right so um i told her i like fantasy novels and she, so she's like okay you have to read these books right and so um I read Shadow and Bone. Well, in actuality, I listened to it because I will listen to a book while I paint and I paint like Mm -hmm. all the time. Right. So um, when she buys me a book, I actually just immediately buy the audio (laughs) book. I think now at this point, she just buys me the audio book. But at first she didn't (laughs) know. Right. Um, And so me and my boyfriend would like listen to it together. Right. And so, um, so we we listened to the Shadow and Bone trilogy, and we listened to Six of Crows, uh, and we really enjoyed them. And um, Six of Crows, especially, I thought was like really well written. But when King of Scars came out, uh, my boyfriend and I were actually broken up for the third time, which is a story in itself. <laughs> <laughs> That's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The drama of my life, but. Um, uh, but we were we listened to that as well at the same time because I was like, oh, this third book came out, right? And he's like, or, or not six, third book, it was like the sixth book that came out in the series, right? And so uh, he's like, oh, okay, like I'll listen to it, right? And so we like rebonded over that, right? Um, and so, um, yeah, like I, it sort of has this a place in my heart because like we listened to it like while we were broken up, broken up and going mm-hmm. through stuff, right? Um, so I think maybe 
that's one of the many reasons I have an affinity for King of Scars over the other books. Because um, like I mentioned, I didn't start painting uh, the original trilogy. I, I started painting yeah. Six of Crows and King of Scars, right? And then I went insane with King of Scars. So um, I feel like the, the, my connection to King of Scars is probably um, stronger than the rest of the books. <laughs> yeah, we all have um, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I know you have your own like really strong personal connections to the original series too. I love hearing everybody's different stories on how they got introduced to it because the Grisha verse, mm-hmm. it's now bigger than it was, but it's it's still like I think relatively smaller than some fandoms, and mm-hmm. I, it's growing, and that's the really cool part about where we are right now. But it's just I love hearing everybody's and like just story about how they got introduced to it because it always starts with like one random fr- like I because I only knew one person that had read the Grisha verse like one it's <laughs> that's always, all it takes <laughs> exactly that's all it takes so next real quickly um mm-hmm. like spoiler alert rating like how would you rate yourself on a scale from one to five okay so one uh, okay. Mm-hmm. being like small science what <laughs> to five being completely spoiled, you'd be like Grishaverse knowledge royalty. You'd just know everything, read it all, seen it all, done it all. So, oh man, one, okay, yeah. What would all you? All right, how'd you rate yourself? So I think I am a four. I cannot call myself a five because I haven't actually read all of the Lives of Saints. I have the book. I just haven't gotten around to reading it yet. Um, It's probably because it's a physical book. And like, if it's not an audiobook form, then like, you know, I'm not going to like read it immediately. Right. But I do want to read the physical one because it's got the pictures in it. Right. That (laughs) was a good audio. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. I'll I'll listen to the audio and read uh, and look through the images while I'm listening. Maybe that's a good compromise. The reason Um, I say that is just because mm -hmm. Ben Barnes reads all, I believe it's the male um, Uh saints. And yeah, so it's really cool to have Ben Barnes reading. And then Uh it's, and then all the Sancta, the women saints um, Mm -hmm. is read by the the same wonderful person that reads pretty much, I think, every single Grisha verse novel, um, uh, Lauren Fortgang. Beautifully, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've heard her name before. Nice. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I'm excited to to read it. I I definitely have it on my list. I just uh, was sort of on a, a reading. Uh, you know, when you're fatigued. Of, oh yeah. From reading for a little bit. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that'll probably be one of the the first things I listen to because it's a pretty short, oh yeah, like book. Like uh, you know, it's not like really a lot of invest time investment or whatever. It's very um, easy to just actually pick uh-huh. up and just read one story and then put it down. So don't even feel like you have to sit and like you could totally do other things while reading that book. Um, it's mm-hmm. just a it's all short stories. Like I mean, very short stories. Like I think the longest might be three. I don't know if it's three pages we get to as like, that's how short they are. So, I mean, it covers like 30 saints. So. (laughs) All right. I'll get my saints history lesson soon. (laughs) If that's the only thing you haven't read, I would give yourself like a little, you would probably be a 4.5. I mean, (laughs) come on. I can do decimal points. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Throw in decimals. Uh, Yeah. 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 (laughs) You can do whatever you want. It's our show. Uh, We can do whatever. So. (laughs) Well, I also, um, 
Let's see. I haven't read the small short stories at the end of the books because I don't think that those are in the audio form. They're like only in physical or right. Yeah, you have to read the the book for it. So anything that is isn't an audio in the audio book, then like I might not have like read it or listened to it. Um gotcha. so but I find little tidbits like that like important. So I should go and read them. Um Wow. So, but yeah, so maybe like 4.3, not take off that. But I did have watched the shows and I have read all of the major books multiple times. I read like the original trilogy, Six of Crows and the duology, probably at least three times each. And then the the King of Scars duology, uh, I've read at least like five times to seven times each. King of Scars, I've listened to like oh, I- just because I paint. I could imagine you probably have read that one a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I can recall a lot of weird details from memory. Um, That's but awesome. yeah, although you've probably read all of them multiple times. I have. Too. I'm crazy. <laughs> I, would, uh, <you're... laughs> I would definitely rate myself, unfortunately, as I'm going to give myself spoiled. I would be a five. I would be a little insane. I You'd mean, be like a seven. <laughs> I mean, I've just I've read, watched, done too much um have you read language of thorns which is the... oh yes i i have okay. actually it's good. actually beautiful the, the stories in that are really beautiful oh my god i know and the oh, art yeah. in them is gorgeous especially that very oh last yeah one. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i actually did go through that one physically um because yeah, you know the art is worth it <laughs> that's a really cool one to go through and actually we got to interview aaron stein who was mm-hmm. um who was Lee Bardugo's was her like publisher and also her editor for a specific period of time. And anyways, Language of Thorns was mm-hmm. a period of time that she was she, the like the editor and producer. Like it was really neat. She gave us all this like inside information about like how the like drawings came about and how like even the cover and like it was just it was really neat. So like I loved oh, nice. hearing all the inside stuff to it and it was really neat so um yeah i have to listen to that one that's pretty dope it is really cool she's um i i love that we're i love seeing images now i love that we're about to get you know the demon in the wood graphic novel that's going to be incredible um especially since it's going to be more of there's going to be more story than the short story gives. So that's going to be mm-hmm. cool. And it's just, nice. I love seeing images, you know, for so long, the Grisha verse was just the books and they, and the maps. And I love the maps. Oh my God. I love maps. Love, love, love. Oh, maps. They're beautiful maps. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. They are my favorite. Like <laughs> I wouldn't mind like a wall just covered in like the Grisha verse map. <laughs> the King of Scars one is my absolute favorite. Like oh yeah, it's gorgeous. So the cover is gorgeous too. Everything about that book is gorgeous. Oh. She was just like just bathing in gold. It's fine. Just yes. <laughs> just you know, I've got all this. You know, let's express my the wealth of my world at this one. <laughs> my yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um okay, so before we um I wanted to real quickly I talked a little bit earlier about how I I found you but i would like to show a couple of my favorite images that kind of like drew me further into actually getting the courage to like message you so um (laughs) my my first image is of the bone bridge at like i would say this is like a little bit past is it okay wait i don't even know is this morning or is this a little bit past sundown 
Like, I mean, like, I feel like it's oh. one or the other because I, I see the uh-huh. light in the back. So yeah, I know yeah. that either the sun's about to, like, maybe oh, man. you don't. It's probably. So So in all honesty, I have to lie. Okay. During night scenes so that people can see anything, right? Okay. <laughs> and so it's more like a moonlit kind of scene because Zoya's dragging Nikolai back from the goose farm. Right? Oh, that's yeah, what this yeah. specifically is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And they have to cross the bone bridge to get to the other side, right? Yep. And um, they're like talking about how like really questionable the, the structure is, especially since it's made out of bones, right? And um, I had a hard time because like, I actually went into the novel and I was like, okay, like how big would the bones be if you're able to get a carriage over it, right? Without like right. um falling over and so like it didn't say anything about almost falling over or anything. So I'm like, it must be a pretty comfortable fit yeah. <laughs> for a carriage. <laughs> um so I had to take that into account. I had to take into account that they could see it from a distance. So they had to be like pillar-like structures. Um Uh, But yeah, like there's like, and then of course I had to paint the town on the other side um, and the chasm. So like there's a lot of elements to like fit. One of the challenges of these like book illustrations that are not just two people standing in front of a camera are um, just like trying to show like the depth of the world in one rectangle. If I had a film, yeah, if I had like a camera, right, then that could move then I could like sort of pan around and whatever but I'm trying to like fit it into a two second like an Instagram image someone would look at for two seconds right right so a lot of my stuff is like overly theatrical so that people could like read it and understand it in like a quick format and um yeah the format of the image and how you like what medium you're going to display it in really does like change how you're supposed to approach it um just so that the audience can like understand it of know? course yeah I, <laughs> but yeah that one's a tough one <laughs> well i i understand and i think it's like i love that because i mean there's just no other image of that and that is exactly it's just beautiful um so <laughs> the second image i've got um that i i love is this nikolai laying in bed because i love the fact that one how beautiful this image is but it is it's you can see his face and then i just love the shadow like how it's just a very incredible image so <laughs> i loved seeing this um, oh thank you very yeah this one was very like symbolic um just because you know of course like he's in his human form still but he's more like thinking about what he could change into and he has a spear looming over him right right um so this one was very like artsy fartsy and not as literal as the other images um it's funny we were talking about like oh which images has Le bardugo actually like gone and like liked or yeah, and stuff right. but then this was one of them for sure oh awesome um so you have the same taste as her apparently. oh good well perfect <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, but yeah like um I think that this one was hard to toggle because again I was trying to fit a lot of stuff I was trying to fit Nikolai being chained into bed mm-hmm. and then also having the lighting that allows me to cast a shadow onto a surface that will clearly project an image that is clearly his demon self <laughs> so yeah. I had to like finagle the room and like put a curtain over there where there was no curtain before 
make sure like the lighting was like all right uh, for this one I did use 3d as a base but I had to render two different renders one with his demon form like trying to push itself out of bed so that just and I just used the shadow part of that and then um one with the you know normal Nikolai just like laying in bed staring at the lamp right um so that one took like two renders in order to create um I did pretty minimal painting on that one because a lot of times I have a very short amount of time I have to do these in right and so like if I don't have a lot of if the picture is sort of complex to do like I had to do two different renders and two different versions then I don't have a lot of time to paint at the end right and the reason I give myself these deadlines is because um I just won't finish something unless I give myself a deadline. Right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I'm sure people, all, other people feel that way too. Um, so yeah, that this one I did like very minimal painting, but I think the 3D was like good enough to where like it could pass oh. as a, a illustrative kind of like piece or whatever. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> it really <laughs> is. It's a beautiful image. So uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the next image um, is just a really okay. So I love this because it it shows me the the palace and how in I just love seeing this. I love the the way you did it. I know that Zoya, um, but and mm-hmm. I my favorite character, of course. But <laughs> this is I love things. The images I've picked out for this are just because I love seeing things that like I hadn't seen done before. And mm-hmm. I love your interpretation of the palace that is gorgeous, like so beautiful. It's got like the perfect amount of gold and blue, yet like it's just it's so regal and I just think it was an incredible job. Like, so that's what I love. I love world building with stuff. So I love it when, when, when you do what you do best, which is challenge yourself. And this is one of those, like, it's gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Oh man. The palace is like my mortal enemy has been my mortal enemy for a long time because lay describes it so insanely like it's supposed to like be covered in like marble and gold and have three tiers and be like a decorated cake and like shine and like it's supposed to also be like overly like decorative and like uh, uh, and you know people are always asking me where do you get your references right and I'm like there is no reference for something like this (laughs) I have to like jam as much crazy stuff together that I can to like portray it right and this took several tries I tried to draw the palace like in the background or even sometimes just the palace straight up in like a three-quarter view um like I've tried to do it several times based on like actual reference and none of it felt right so this is the first time where I was like you know what lay made a fantasy palace and I'm just gonna pull it out of my butt (laughs) I you did fantastic you did fantastic (laughs) so the last image i'm going to show um is this one so this is amazing because yet it's another thing that like i tried so hard to describe this literally to someone um (laughs) and there had been nothing out there at that time if you look at what the grisha cast logo is well, above Azalta in that blue and purple and red sunset, there is a shadow with wings 
this is what I was trying to describe to have done um, that I wanted flying above our um, Azalta or our, yeah, our, our buildings. However, it wanted to be in a shadow form completely. But this, mm-hmm. when I saw this, I was like, oh, of course, of course you did this. Like, and you got it. What if I just stole your logo? <laughs> Uh, girl, I love it. Now, the logo is, is great, and I love, but come on, your wings, those are so amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually um, hard to find shadow wings or reference of shadow wings because, of course, they don't exist in real life. No. You really have to see, like, how video games have done it because that's, like, they've probably done the most shadow wings, right? Um, uh, just because everyone wants a fantasy avatar and those things. And so... Um, I definitely like had to make standard issue wings and then sort of go in there and like mess them up and then like also make some parts transparent and like add the shadow wisps and stuff like that. Right. Okay. Um, And like part of the challenge of being able to create these illustrations is to translate what you see in your mind because your mind has unlimited budget, unlimited power. You can literally imagine anything and you're not restricted by having to pay an actor to pose for you or something right um so like uh, being able to translate the idea of those wings and Nikolai in that form onto the page is sort of like a really cool feat that I feel like I feel like once I did that one I was like okay I think I've gotten like a lot better at translating my idea onto paper which is what you were trying to do right translate your idea into like a into logo, somebody right? well is translating my idea uh-huh. to somebody that could mm-hmm. do that and that mm-hmm. was even hard like i mean yeah a she, telephone game <laughs> she had never read the book she didn't know uh-huh. what i was referring to yet mm-hmm. however i do give her pro- like i mean she did all the like everything else like i mean like and yeah, i yeah. think like i I went crazy with the logo mm-hmm. just because like I was very specific. I want, I knew what I wanted. I just didn't mm-hmm. know how to do it. And like, I, I wanted like every single element of that logo is a part of the Grisha verse. I mean, the sunset picture, I mean, the sunset colors are the three colors of the Grisha order. So it's like mm-hmm. everything, like I was just nuts. So it's so hard. <laughs> it's all very clever. <laughs> well, I don't know if everybody sees that. However, I know it's there. So people love secrets and like hidden Easter eggs. So like the people that do notice these things probably feel like real special after they do. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. Uh, So, uh okay. So tell us a little bit about um, your, your project. So I would call it, you know, what I started was calling it your King of Scars project. However, it's your Zoili project. Give us a little bit just. (laughs) Uh-huh. Explain a little bit about that. Oh man, yeah, you have I explained would love... some already, but oh, oh, don't worry, I, I have a whole, I have too much insanity to contain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, like it, it's hard to like name it because I originally did want to paint the whole, like, or I mean, at one point I wanted to do the whole book, but I was like thinking about the logistics of it and thinking, okay, how many characters do I have to design? Like, I, I like have to. That's a like, lot. Make random characters daughters and stuff, right? Like, and then like Isaac, like how will I illustrate him without people confusing him with Nikolai, but also making it look like Jenya did a good job because I don't want to make it seem like she did a bad job on him, right? Like transforming him into Nikolai. And then like, of course, like Nina's whole story is a whole other country 
and like you know they're on ships and stuff and then they're also on like these bizarre buildings and fortresses and there's horses horses are like also my mortal enemy <laughs> um just because like I'm not a horse girl like I have to like look up how people ride on horses and stuff right um so like it, it's I had to uh frame it down to just Zoyali only the Zoyali scene so that I don't go insane and so that I don't die before I finish this project right <laughs> um but yeah so that's why it's sort of like hard to name <laughs> I get it um, but yeah, and so, um, but as far as wanting to like illustrate a whole book, I've wanted to illustrate a, a whole book or at least the entire scope of a book for like a little over 10 years. Like wow. it's, yeah, yeah. There's been like um, several attempts with different books. Um, all of them. Yeah, I saw a cruel. Failed or stalled. Yeah. A cruel prince I saw, like you had oh, images yeah, of that. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. Uh-huh. When I finally scrolled down way, like, <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember it took me forever to get to there, but I was like, "Oh my god, you did a cruel prince too!" I was oh like, yeah, I, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, but way far back in my past of yesteryear, yes. I, I did, I did post some of my attempts. Um, but yeah, like uh, I, so like uh, I've tried it with several books. Um, as far as like, I, like I've tried the King Killer Chronicles. I don't know if you read that. Mm-mm. Um, the Witcher books. I've tried yeah, to wow. illustrate those too. Uh, uprooted I thought about I even have documents for that one and cruel prince I got the farthest with as far as gathering information like I have a whole spreadsheet or two spreadsheets one for characters one for environments and I typed every single description in the book into the spreadsheet right wow Um, I couldn't copy and paste it because Kindle actually thinks that you're trying to steal and sell a book uh-huh. Oh yeah, okay. You know this you you yep. and I are the right two people in the universe that know this problem. <laughs> and I know how to get around it, but I probably shouldn't tell it on Oh okay, here. tell me in secret. All right. Once the podcast is over, you can tell me. I will. <laughs> so But yeah, so um so I ended up like hand typing a bunch of it. I should have asked you for the secret like last year, but mm-hmm. you know. Um so I hand typed a lot of it and so like um, it has all the environments and then the environments are you know broken down to categories and then they're like categorized as person place or thing and then the characters are separated by the time the chapters in the book and what they're wearing right because each you know the characters wear different outfits for different times whether it's like you know one of the fighting scenes or like a party scene or whatever right and like I have this whole elaborate spreadsheet system and I was like I'm going to illustrate the entirety of Cruel Prince right wow. um, I'm sorry Holly Black but like I failed in this endeavor but I tried <laughs> um so uh and I have like a couple of Cruel Prince illustrations but um yeah like the thing that stopped me was like the pressure because I had such high expectations of myself to like do a good job that I would actually like spend way too long on one thing and then never finish it right so um yeah the the whole grandeur of this whole idea of illustrating an entire book it was just too overwhelming for me right so when I started doing King of Scars illustrations I literally was just trying to like doodle something in the mornings before I worked out right And so, like, 
I, I was they were like silly doodles like um I, I actually painted the characters working out because I was about to work out like that's how like blatantly wow. this is what it is that that I was about it um and I didn't show them to people at first it wasn't until my friends were like oh people would really like these even if they're like shitty fast doodles like you should actually share these right because i yeah. think people would enjoy them right now like, you know what? i don't really care if they're popular or not i'll just post them right and so um and that's like the sixth book in the series like no one's gonna you know i'm not gonna introduce people to the series through this you have to already sort of know what the series is right um uh, which is my mistake a lot of people actually like my stuff without <laughs> actually reading the books but you know, go buy the books so that you can support Barduga. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, the the carefree nature of it of, and the like, I don't care if I do good on this nature of it is actually what kept it going for so long. Good. Because like, you know, most people are aware that this has been going on for like a year and a half or whatever, right? Um, so yeah like it was really the thing that was stopping me from illustrating an entire book was just the fact that I wanted them to be perfect right so of course I get a lot of comments like hey you forgot the scars on Nikolai's hand oh my in this god painting. and I'm like no. you know what hey I gave you free art <laughs> oh just like that's my attitude now so like I feel a lot more relaxed about like social media and stuff i'm like ah people are just laying in bed eating hot cheetos it's fine <laughs> they can be mad if they want <laughs> yeah they can get over it because <laughs> everything you've done is perfect and it's oh, oh my god so uh but yeah that is my most common mistake so there was i think there was one follower i'm sorry for calling you out but i just thought it was really funny um, that has been going through like every single one of my images, which I, I think is really fun to like watch a person's journey through my whole gallery and like leaving comments like, hey, you forgot Nikolai's scars on this one. And I think they realize like I do that like all the time. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'm like, yeah, it is a mistake. It's legitimate. Have fun. <laughs> you know, I love it when people you you have this magnificent beautiful photo that you do and then of course someone's like remark is did you by the way you forgot the scars here it's like okay did yeah. you even notice how like thank you by the way I mean I am an artist and I can so just a shout out to you guys out there um that aren't artists you know us artists do as much and as hard as we can and you know what we <laughs> we put out what we can and you know what if we forgot something we forgot something because yeah. you know it happens <laughs> we're human you are too so yeah. relax breathe <laughs> colarp's amazing don't come for oh, her because you. i'll come for you <laughs> well when people do come for me it's pretty funny <laughs> send them my way I will. all right we'll have tag team i got you so uh, thank you well since this is a podcast however i knew that colarp and i had way much more to talk about regarding her artwork so there is going to be a bonus content with like video that you will be able to find on YouTube. And um, yeah, it's going to be Colart pretty much taking us on a journey through her never before seen or t told morning doodles from the very beginning sketches all the way to the finished product, plus much more of her beautiful, beautiful artwork. It will just be a video. It is not going to be a podcast, so you can only find it on um, 
on YouTube, but it will be on GrishaCast's um, YouTube page under bonus content with Colarp. Um, so look for that if you're interested. It's definitely for those artistic people out there that also want to learn more about how to do things like this. She's It's going to be an incredible video. So um, it'll be fun. But we have some games to play. So, oh snaps. I know. So, I'm a I'm a little bit late to this one. Um, so this first game, if you've listened before, I like to do these really random things, you know, like um give all the characters the zodiac signs that they that hadn't been given their zodiac signs and then you know, their jobs in our world or the senior class um yeah, that's right, the what was I can't remember superlatives, senior superlatives. We so this time um, we're gonna go back to the beginning of the COVID like crisis and pretend that all of our characters are in the COVID quarantine lockdown and you know where we all were for depending on your job, it could still be going on. But anyways, for most people, it's ended. But we all at some point were, def- were stuck in our houses and couldn't do anything else except stay at home. And sometimes people even had to go to their work and then come back to quarantine. So, I mean, anyways, we're going to pretend that our characters are in lockdown and we have both come up with what we think their favorite quarantine activity would have been. Because, come on, what we all had to figure out something to get us by when we're stuck in a house. So, or apartment or wherever. So, anyways, are you ready to play, Kolarp? Oh, man, I'm ready. Although I'm afraid, I'm pretty sure your answer is going to be more interesting than mine. <laughs> oh, my God, no. It's I went so pretty fun. literal. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, but <laughs> all right, it'll be fun. Let's, exactly. Uh, I'll I'll let you shoot first with uh, okay. Alina Starkov. Okay, so Alina, I said would becoming f- she would be she'd be famous by posting everything she is doing to stay like mentally healthy. She would become like one of those self help gurus, and like she would host her own like live yoga and meditation events online, and it'd just be one of those random like people that got so famous like posting everything they do and you don't understand why <laughs> so like <laughs> oh that's really cute so she's like a lifestyle uh influencer as yes say. definitely yeah, yeah. a self-help uh, one that yeah has <laughs> that's really cute oh man yeah i actually think that matches her um fame status in the books right yeah um oh, oh man okay so i might have been projecting with my answer oh my god so- don't worry about it <laughs> so my answer was uh she would actually sketch and paint a lot she would just go and like paint everything that her heart's desires because she doesn't have to like actually physically go to work or whatever right <laughs> and yeah. um she I think uh at the end of Rune and Rise- Rising she's decorated the orphanage that she and Mal runs with like little paintings and stuff so I think that's what fueled my theory on that plus she like was a cartographer right so she painted and drew maps and stuff right um and then as far i actually did write a comment or like think about like the social media aspect of it um so i think that she would post her artwork but then like i i would 
assuming from the end of the Ruin and Rising books that she doesn't really want to be famous, I, I which is the opposite right. of what you did. Um, I sort of wrote that like she would actually sort of post her paintings but with minimal exposure to her real life so she was sort of high like where she lived or like what she was doing right uh-huh. uh, which is really funny it was the opposite of yours so maybe we could combine them and say that she was into that and then she realized how social media how crazy social media was and then she took a break from social media okay <laughs> yeah I, yeah we, we could make make them a dual answer <laughs> i think it could be in some kind of crazy grisha verse mm. multiverse mm. that alina in <laughs> all these different multiverses is doing different things you know yeah yeah that's so, that's fun i consider the show alina and the book alina like pretty different oh yeah right i feel like their personalities are pretty different so there's already like a uh, an official multiverse right? exactly um and then as far as like mal is concerned i feel like since mal can't go outside he probably goes crazy because he's like an outdoorsman right um so she would probably like also be trying to console mal <laughs> yeah he so, would like trying to give him hobbies or something to do. <laughs> you know what's funny though is your answer is exactly where i started because that's the first thing oh, i really? thought of was like she painted all the walls and everything in the orphanage and i like that was exactly where i started so don't worry i get it oh so. uh, yeah it's probably projecting because i love just sitting in solitude and painting so i'm like yo i understand you and a lot of people are mad that she gave up her powers at the end or like i mean she couldn't control it she just lost right. her powers but i'm like oh that's such a relief because like there's so many points in my life where people are like oh like we want to make you the leader of this or like you should we want to promote you to art director or whatever and i'm like i don't really want that responsibility i just want to draw yeah absolutely (laughs) like that's just uh, so people have this illusion that art director is like a better job and like in many cases for many people it is because you get more money and more prestige and control and whatever but like to me personally and to a lot of other artists like you don't get to draw or paint anymore you really just sit in meetings a lot and try to decide like what a gun holster looks like or something right so i'm like eh, not for me <laughs> i think i think uh, it's great i think we we <laughs> definitely started off good so what do you have for the darkling oh man okay so the darkling i want to imagine him as someone that has a following so we're sort of talking like social media here yeah but like he's not like an artist uh, but i think he would be a great podcast host which is your job okay. <laughs> right but because he's he's also have like a really nice like voice like i don't know like yeah. lay describes it as like dark glass or something like, or like that right um i think he'd be like pretty popular and like um like especially popular with the ladies <laughs> or anybody that's interested in him in general and then um he would also be one of those people that like talks about like political standpoints just because the Darkling himself has an entire political goal in the um, book series, right? right? So I'm like, I feel like he's got like an agenda. He's like trying to manipulate people into one thing or the other, right? I won't say what he's trying to manipulate people into because I don't know what kind of politics goes on in this alternate universe. But like, I'm pretty sure like he has some sort of scheme in mind. I can't imagine the Darkling without a scheme. Absolutely. So, <laughs> but yeah, mine's the same. Actually, mine is. Um, <laughs> I put that he would be a constant CNN watcher, and when oh, he wasn't uh-huh. watching CNN, he was watching House of Cards 
or some um have you ever seen house of cards it's a political yeah show. yeah so it's very dramatic very much about politics and rising to power and yes he would constantly have to know what's going on and um yeah i mm-hmm. i feel the same way so Hey, yeah, okay. yeah. He, he's a schemer. We can't we can't deny that. <laughs> yeah. And there is no right, right answer to this, because remember, we're crazy. So we're coming up with these insane answers. So <laughs> well, no, we got to get Leif Ardugo to like get on here and like start like rating our answers. <laughs> oh, my God. She would probably kill me for some of my answers. <laughs> no, I'm sure she'd have a good laugh. I, she actually sent me a message when she's like, I enjoy your AUs. <laughs> and oh. I'm like, thanks. I know they're really weird, <laughs> but I appreciate you. <laughs> she's amazing and she's so next zoya oh my oh favorite man character. wait okay you can you should go first on this one okay i'm curious so i put that she would be okay so like you have to think about where she would be in the books it doesn't matter so i just put uh-huh. she would i was envisioning that she would for some reason, just be at the end of, you know, rule of wolves in my head when doing this. Mm -hmm. So she's definitely working from home. She couldn't Mm -hmm. be doing anything else. Um, Everything through Zoom. She would get the entire everything done through Zoom um, and getting very annoyed with Nikolai being there constantly over her shoulder. I feel like that's exactly yeah we wrote the same freaking thing <laughs> okay okay really <laughs> yeah okay well, mine is like really similar so according to the books she actually loves reading and gardening right mm-hmm. so she would love taking a break during the quarantine but her sense of responsibility is so stupidly strong that like she would still try to keep i would imagine she and Nikolai work for a company right and she would be like trying to keep the company afloat especially with the changes inflicted upon everybody with the quarantine so i think she'd actually she'd want to read and garden but she would actually spend her time trying to save nikolai's company from going under with all the pandemic and quarantine stuff and then she'd be like drinking coffee and on zoom meetings constantly trying to make sure people are actually working instead of like sitting around doing nothing (laughs) i get it Yep. So she'd be like on the opposite end of what most people are, which is trying to get away with doing yes, work. She would be. <laughs> she would be trying to stop you. There's like people have like mouse jigglers now where like their mouse jiggles so that like um they it seems like they're on the clock and working and they haven't That's left so their funny. computer. <laughs> she would that would be her mortal enemy. Or not oh, mortal because yeah. you not wouldn't al- you wouldn't be allowed to have those. So what would Nikolai, do you want me to go first about what Oh, Nic- man. Um, uh, I'm guessing both of ours are sort of similar, too. But uh, I'll, I'll go first with this one because it's really okay. closely related to Zoya's stress levels. Um, uh, so Nikolai would be the owner of the company that Zoya's working for, but he'd be really nonchalant about it. And he tried to turn all the bad things into good things, right? So he'd, like, embrace the work-from-home culture by trying to, like, work on a boat or something. And then right. everybody would have to deal with him like wearing a captain's hat and putting on sea shanties and like making everyone suffer for his terrible wi-fi during meetings right and then zoya would be like trying to like save <laughs> the company from like just like becoming as lazy and crazy as nikolai <laughs> that's a good one uh, so, so yeah so i think he would like start living on a boat or something <laughs> okay so mm-hmm. i put that he would 
be pretending to learn meditation and yoga from Alina's socials, the <laughs> social videos that she's got in an attempt uh-huh. to impress Zoya, but it'd just be all pretending, just trying to get Zoya's attention. <laughs> um, but uh-huh. that wouldn't really be working. And pretty much he would just be like pretty much told to go to the garage and tinker around and just hang out there until she's done with her stuff. Otherwise he would be doing everything that Zoya did. So oh, oh, I love that answer just because like, um, Nikolai probably suffers from a mind that goes a thousand miles an hour. Right. Yep. So if he did try to actually follow Alina, Alina's meditation, he would improve his like mind or like his mental health significantly but because he's doing it for the wrong reasons like it's all just going down the drain <laughs> yes uh, that would be a great little like novel <laughs> i agree novel. i think it would be cute so uh, but yeah i love that next is bagra oh man, this one, oh man yeah yeah I'm like oh this is like out of the blue like know. field character <laughs> yep um, for Vaga, I feel like, okay, I think that she would be really into like TV and Netflix and stuff like that. She mm-hmm. would just like watch, binge watch every show multiple times because she's lived forever, right? Yeah. And I think she's one of those people that can recite lines from movies perfectly, which always impresses me because like I oh. don't have the attention span to watch a movie. I like yep. have to be working with my hands or whatever. And then um, I'm guessing she also really likes historical films and documentaries because she's like lived through it all, right? So like she likes to point out what's true and what's a lie in like a lot of these documentaries because you know how like the telephone game makes people like change history over time, right? Oh, yeah. The retelling of history. So she's like, ah, that's, you know, BS. Like I was there. Like that wasn't (laughs) true. (laughs) Um, Oh, and uh, I I sort of had this idea of um, her like, sort of being like passive about learning technology so if she has a problem she like calls her son and like asks him for like tech support like hey i forgot my password for netflix again can you like tell me how to fix that that <laughs> um yeah that's perfect that is totally what bagra would do <laughs> yeah i mean like i i know she probably like you know wants to have some connection with her son even though like yeah. he's sort of a menace <laughs> yeah so I don't think mine was that great on this one. I said she would kind of still be doing like online Grisha tutoring, like trying to figure out oh, how to I work like Zoom and trying to still be <laughs> able to like figure out like, okay, so I'm still going to try to tutor you guys. But um, then she would just be writing um, and in between that, writing her life story. So Oh, and, uh, memoir. I like that. You know, that yeah. was actually my original answer. I was like, oh, she's a teacher and she teaches on Zoom, but... But the tech support thing, like, she is constantly calling the Darkling and being like, how do I make this Zoom call work? (laughs) How do I record this? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But, yeah, because, like, she she is a teacher in all of our hearts. We see her as originally just Alina's teacher, right, before all the revealing of who she really was and stuff. So I think, like, I don't know if she could ever let go of teaching. But in that one, yours and mine could actually be combined because she could be doing watching netflix while she's not teaching (laughs) yes Uh, but yeah so kaz is our next one and mine is definitely a little crazy funny realistic one um oh yeah give me yours i would say that i don't know if anybody remember i love avocados so i know about this (laughs) but he would Uh somehow be behind I, i just remember this happening during like covid that he would somehow be behind the south african avocado farm like 
thieves. Like, I don't know if you knew about, like... Oh, my God, that is wild. There's Uh this issue of, like, in South Africa, like, avocado farms were, like, like, going through this huge issue of, like, these thieves coming and stealing all their avocados. And I just figured Kaz would somehow have somehow a connection to it, yet he would not be anywhere close to South Africa. He would, like, yeah, he would live, like, way far away. But somehow he would be connected to all these crimes going on like oh man i would believe it he's a he's a criminal mastermind through and through but that's hilarious he had like a little avocado pin instead of a merchant's pin (laughs) yeah what do you got oh man uh i i love yours but um my okay so people are gonna hate mine but i think that it's it's viable Uh, i think he would be a crypto bro Oh my god, I agree. <laughs> yeah, like he would have invested in some weird crypto stuff like right at the time that he should have. Like he he guessed when the best time to buy was and then sold it and then just like made a fortune doing nothing during the quarantine, right? And um he would like also buy stuff that were good investments, like high quality graphics cards and stuff like that. Cause I don't think he really cares about the environment. I think he just cares about making money, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like um I think I it'd be really funny if he was uh basically just like a get rich quick crypto bro because like it actually worked out for a lot of them (laughs) yeah he definitely that would definitely work so Uh next is jesper and Mm. he was kind of hard i put yeah he was i put that he would be like probably like an avid gamer just like really just like playing games constantly and if he wasn't constantly playing games online with everybody and somehow incorporating money and like winning it or losing it whatever he'd be interested in catching up on game of thrones because that was happening yeah oh oh my god i wrote the same thing as you i wrote that he was a gamer (laughs) but but i also wrote that he would um because tiktok became really popular during quarantine yes it did so um i think that he would also be like an amazing dancer right Ooh, yeah so i think he would be like a, a really popular tiktok dancer and he would try to teach wylan how to dance i imagine they're stuck together in the quarantine for some reason even though i imagine all the other characters separate um so like i think he a has a popular tiktok channel and b also plays video games when he's not trying to become internet famous <laughs> i love it yeah and the gambling element of video games fit, suits him really well too and the flashiness Okay, so what do you think? I know you struggle with this one, Wylan. <laughs> okay, so I think Wylan, it, like Zoya, would have, and Alina, would have great um, quarantine-specific hobbies, like independent hobbies, like painting, playing music, like, you know, creating things and stuff like that. But, like, he's just constantly trying to keep Jesper out of trouble, right? Because, like, internet drama is 100% a thing. And then um, also, like, video game playing too many video games is, like, really bad for you, of course. Um, so, Wylan is, like, almost like Jesper's, like, caretaker at this point. <laughs> and he's, like, really pissed off by it, but he can't stop because he adores Jesper. And Jesper is the life of the party, for sure. I think that's perfect. I... <laughs> I think Wylan would be a book box subscriber because that happened to me. <laughs> and oh man! It def- and then also watching and painting along to the Bob Ross videos because I feel oh. like he would find those and get fascinated by them. 
stuff. That is adorable. I love it. And like Mimi's just trying to follow in his mom's footsteps. He's like, oh, like if I learn through these, like it sounds like a nice way to bond with my mom or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's really cute. I like that. <laughs> so what do you think? This is I, I love this random one. The apparat. Oh, man. Okay. I wrote doing cultist stuff. <laughs> okay. I don't think the cultists care about the quarantine. I think they would just go on doing like whatever they're doing, right? So I'm like, okay, I think the apparat is going to just continue being the apparat. And like, who knows, maybe they were the ones that like, tried to create a plague to cause chaos in the world. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe this is a strange cultist uh, disease that has been brought upon the world. I think that is perfect. I think <laughs> like, so you're going to laugh at mine because I mm. loved this one. Um, so I think that the apparat would be doing daily Instagram posts about getting his sourdough recipe perfect. <laughs> like oh my I, god yes i love that everybody was doing that for some reason like there was all these <laughs> like so he would just like i just imagine him like oh yeah and definitely probably on tiktok too like i mean him like <laughs> yeah showing like here's like day here's like 450 of mini loaves of sourdough and he's just like he's got a cute oh and he's got to have some kind of like apron on that says <laughs> um oh i kissed the cook <laughs> oh dude okay if this was like written into a story an au story he would actually instantly become my favorite character <laughs> oh, i love that okay I, I, i'm immediately drawn to the person that wants to make sourdough starters <laughs> i know right oh my god i have no clue it sounds delicious though so oh man people would resent you for turning him into a likable character <laughs> oh my god i um yeah we'll have to talk after the show i'll tell you more about the apparat i've done some great he's <laughs> As much uh -huh. as I think he's creepy and can't stand him, I think mm -hmm. I'm actually more obsessed with him than I realize <laughs> because, yeah, he creeps me out. But I, he's got some of the craziest things and he just... He it's a dark fascination. <laughs> yeah, he just seems to, like, never get killed. Like, I don't think he ever will die. I don't think he did die. I don't think he's dead. <laughs> like, who knows? He's like a cockroach. You know, yeah, I think there were people messaging me because I had this poll on my Instagram saying, how tall is the apparat? Because I don't think Leia actually describes it, right? As far as I can remember. And um, so people, someone messaged me saying, I think the apparat is like this really tall, lanky creature that can run around really fast because he always escapes death, right? So he's just underground, just like with his limbs flailing around, like <laughs> running through the tunnels, like some strange uh, ethereal creature. And uh, now I can't get that image out of my head. And that's like sort of how I imagine him. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, but so, yeah. What do you think about Nina? Oh, okay. Mine is actually similar to your apparat bread making. <laughs> okay. So she's trying to make the best waffles, not the best. Oh, I thought about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So she wouldn't just be like experimenting. She would be like cooking and posting it on like Instagram and TikTok and stuff. And um, yeah, she, but that would be really pretty. Like I would follow that, that channel 100%. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do, do, do Nina and Matthias live together? In yours. Yes, okay, so 100%. do you want to go ahead and say what Matthias would do? Because that's what... He's... We... His assembly is working out. That's it. That's okay. <laughs> I can see that totally. <laughs> so mine, Nina would be binge watching all of RuPaul's Drag Race 
and making Matthias <laughs> watch it with her. Oh, and, that's adorable. And then having like her own like personal contest of trying every single restaurant that actually does deliver in like a vicinity. So like every like night having a different like place deliver them dinner like from some kind of like different restaurant then they'd have she'd have some <laughs> kind of crazy contest in her head and Matthias would I just picture him like waking up and hiking with his dogs his wolves or whatever oh yeah yeah his big old puppies yep <laughs> and then he would be trying to like perfect his like in like food recipes and serving it to Nina, but Nina doesn't want it, so that's why she keeps like <laughs> trying to like. It, I don't know. I see this weird, yeah. So. Oh, I love it because okay, I like how um he's trying to like feed her like really bland food, and she's like, "There's no way." <laughs> we'll order out. <laughs> uh, that's like actually um perfect because like people who like work out or go hiking or whatever gotta like feed themselves right yeah <laughs> feed themselves healthy food so i think that actually makes a lot of sense uh for i them. agree uh but yeah and the rupaul's drag race i thought you were gonna like say that she would start dressing him up just for oh fun. my god no <laughs> that he would uh, he would probably let her but i don't think she would do that to him oh god. she's not gonna torture him that much <laughs> i don't think that much uh, so but yeah, that would be cute Inej, i uh, mm-hmm. so this one was a little hard for me but mm-hmm. i think that she would just for some reason be obsessed with binge watching vikings Like, I don't think, and then she would be trying desperately to find someone to talk about that with, and because maybe... Matthias. Yeah, and I had the same issue. I couldn't find anybody to talk to about it. But anyways, (laughs) that's what I put, that's all I put for Inej. Oh, I love that you're like, you're putting in your secret obsessions into each character. Yeah, I know, they live through me. Uh, I love that. Oh, man. Mine, for Inej, mine is attached to Kaz's Crypto Bro and, like, uh, um, smart. graphics card exploitation schemes. So I think she would learn how to, like, program and stuff, like, program bots. Because uh, there was this problem with, like, bots buying up graphics cards before human beings could buy them. Just because, like, there there was such a huge demand for them because of the Crypto Bros. Maybe this is too, like, niche for people to, like, relate to. But, like, I'm, no. in, uh, I, I'm curious about it. I've never gotten into the crypto stuff, but, like, I read up on it, right? And yeah. So I think she would, like, learn how to, like, program and just end up being really good at it and start, like, helping Kaz out with all his tech bro schemes. Absolutely. Of course, I see it. I don't <laughs> think that's too far in. So <laughs> our very last character, and it's just got to be, I mean, which is random, Yarl Broom. Oh man, Fun. this one's a crazy one. <laughs> okay, what'd you put? Okay. Oh, okay. Or do you want um, me to go? I can do it. You want to go first? You, you should go first. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I put Yarl Broom would be creating his own conspiracy theory YouTube show, and like, <laughs> like really, like I mean, like actually, like it'd probably be one considered like an actual like I don't know crazy news network, but like crazy insane stuff. And oh, people I love would, that. Yeah, so I think that makes sense for him because like he's so like delu- deluded into his own like ideas in yep. the book that like yeah he's definitely conspiracy he's definitely a good tin hat tin he foil is. hat dude <laughs> definitely oh man I put he wouldn't be like a so 
he would have like a rat problem in his house and he would just be obsessed with trying to kill them all but it would be like a looney tunes cartoon or like he just can't get all of them or like they always outsmart him <laughs> and then maybe squirrels join in on it too i'm not sure <laughs> wow that uh, is but, yeah. funny okay <laughs> I I love uh, it. Well, it's his like his whole like trying to kill things but failing every time kind of thing. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! Um, it kind of reminds me of that Looney Tunes cartoon. It's um where doesn't someone always try to like oh, oh yeah. Tom and Jerry? Oh, is it Tom? Well, there's Tom and Jerry, and then there's um there's the guy that always tries to kill the rabbit that always tries to kill. Oh, um, Elmer uh, Fudd or yeah. something like. That. Yeah, yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's basically the Elmer Fudd of the uh, Grishaverse at this point. Yeah, except trying to kill rats. I don't. Yeah, know. rats it's... is a little bit tiny, bit more innocent than people, right. I guess. I, I, I guess they chew up your house, but I guess people could also chew up your house if they tried really hard. They could. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, okay. Well, that was so much fun. Thank you all. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing that with me, Kolar. That was oh, amazing. Of and <laughs> these are fun questions see i'm glad and don't worry you're gonna have to come back on so we can play some more of these games and do more <laughs> of this this is gonna be so much fun so um anyways hope everybody enjoyed and now if you are interested in some more bonus content don't forget go to our grisha cast youtube and Look for the video bonus content with Colarp because that will be an in-depth like view of her artwork and it's going to be really fun. It's just going to be like something that I think a lot of her fans are going to love. So please check that out. I cannot wait. And um, anyways, it'll be fun. So um, anyways, well, it's been so much fun, Colarp. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> yeah, and thank it- you for inviting me. <laughs> Absolutely. Of course. And as I said, you're going to have to do this again. So, um, and I, yes, all your social medias are Colarp and then EM, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Colarp is spelled with a K and K O L A R P E M. Yay. Yep. In case you didn't yeah. know, I could spell. I can't. <laughs> I can't. So I'm impressed. <laughs> well, there we go. So uh, make sure to follow Colarp. Thank you all so much. And um, yeah, this is just a special fun little episode. We will. Um, I'll see you next next episode. Long <laughs> live the Grishaverse. Like we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No, no mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, at GrishaCast. And thank you so much to our amazing staff, Chris, Michelle, Alex, and Brenda. <laughs>